just about that action, boss. What I'm asking you is a simple question. We we talk about the GOAT here, the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan, and you running your mouth talking about you gonna be the one-on-one. Why would you say something so blasphemous? In my blasphemous. He would need help. We're getting ready for Cincinnati. Back to the start of the fourth quarter, Coach Popovich. Your thoughts on the third quarter? We're behind. You're listening to Sunday Sports Central, brought to you by 881 The Berg KCWU. Welcome into Sunday Sports Central. It's 9.03 right here in the studio. You're listening to the only sports radio that you're going to find between Wenatchee and Yakima. It's Peyton Barron's here, hoping that you are enjoying your Sunday, whether you're in the car driving, going to church, maybe heading to pick up some Red Bulls or some coffee this morning. I hope that you are having a lovely morning, and thank you for locking into 88 Won the Berg and staying with us today. Right now, I am joined by Austin Lane and Will Ortner, two lovely gentlemen who love talking sports. We'll see if their opinions are actually worth talking about today, but it's always fun to see. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I got my morning cup of coffee, pretty early morning Sunday, but second week in a row, it is a beautiful Sunday outside here in Ellensburg, Washington. You're drinking Starbucks, and everybody who <laughs> knows me knows how much I hate Starbucks. I've never spent a cent there since 2008, so you are on a bad list right now, and... <laughs> Apparently, you're Howard Schultz's biggest fan, but let's talk to Will Ortner right now. Will, how you doing on this great morning? I'm doing all right, Peyton. You know, we had the spring game last night, so it was a great way to end the Central Washington spring season. Played pretty well. We had a good game. Team looked well, and I'm, I'm excited to be uh, moving on to the next chapter, getting ready to play in the fall. You know, I was actually at the spring game yesterday, and it was awesome. Great atmosphere. The team looked ready, and the team looked every bit as good as it did last season, and missing, you know, graduating guys like Kevin Haynes and Bo Banner. You can't replace those type of guys on the defense, uh, but Billy Greer ended up getting handed the number 44 jersey at halftime. That was a pretty cool thing to be able to watch, uh, something that brings the fans in. Will, talk to me about what the spring practices really showed about this team that's going to move them on to the next level farther than what they did last season? Uh, so spring really just showed that our offense is going to be just uh, as well. We're going to play just as well as we did last year, if not better. Uh, Riley Hennessy's coming back. He's a solid field general. He knows how to play the game. We got some really good uh, JUCO transfers at running back. They look very well. Uh, Cedric and Sadiq and uh, Michael Floyd, as long as uh, we got CC coming back and Hassani Childs and Jordan Tufanga. So we're going to be fine there. Our wide receivers are young. But they're very talented, very versatile, a lot of uh, receivers who can play multiple positions. And then the O-line is basically returning everyone uh, that started last year except for at the right guard spot. So we'll be looking good on offense. And then defense just showed the young talent that we have, a lot of young freshmen, kids who are going to have to play. Uh, To my knowledge, we only have like two guys returning uh, in D. Will and in Billy Greer. But the young kids, they're going to play well, and they look very good this spring. Yeah, the last thing I'm going to ask you before we get moving on and looking uh, towards the NBA and the NFL is one thing I noticed on the roster is Tommy Hayes moved from backup quarterback over to wide receiver. Talk to me about what Tommy Hayes has done in the spring to show his wide receiver abilities. I mean, that's a big, tall man. Yeah, so, I mean, that might have been a surprise for you guys, but we kind of all knew that was the move that was going to take place because um, Tommy's a competitor, and he wants to get on the field, and he doesn't want to sit on the bench. So 
we knew it was going to happen and Tommy did a great job of losing some weight, shedding some extra pounds, and then also just working on his speed and pass catching ability. He looked good in the spring. Um, he's not going to, you know, blow you out of the water. He's no Tavon Austin. He's not going to outrun everyone, but what he is going to bring is he's a solid route runner. He's good in the clutch. He'll catch every ball you throw his way and he's just going to go out and make plays. So I'm excited to see what he does and I'm happy for him that he made the switch and he'll be on the field. Spring football game looked great yesterday. Uh, the first time that you're going to be able to catch these Wildcats is going to be on the road. They take on Eastern Washington, uh, first game of the season over at Roos Field on that famous red turf, the Inferno over there. It's going to be a tough game for you guys, but you know, with, with the season Central put out last year, I can't wait to see what's going on. And then the first home game right now, scheduled September 15th against Humboldt State at the new remodeled Tomlinson Stadium. And that one's going to be on the brand new turf. Could be under the lights, times TBA. But right now we got Austin Lane on our text message board. We got text coming in. Austin, you want to drop that text for us? Yeah, for sure. If you want to join in on today's show, make sure and text us in at 509-963-2311. And already we have a text this morning from uh, their name is just fan. So we'll just go with the unnamed Sunday Sports Central fan here. He says, in years past, CW has had great D-line depth. Where is it now, Will Ortner? Uh, so our D-line depth is solid with uh, EP coming back at D-tackle. We're going to have D-block, so uh, Dejan Ransaw. He's a solid guy for us who's battled some injury issues. He's going to be back. He's really good. Max Nauer is a name I'd say. Put it on your list. Watch out for him. That kid's solid. He's quick. He's explosive, and he can stop the run. And then you're looking at uh, freshman-wise, uh, you have Wendy Isaiah, but we call him Bubba. He's a solid dude. Uh, he's strong. He's big and he can move. Um, so I'd watch out for him. And then looking at DN, I mean, Billy Greer is an All-American. He's solid. You know exactly what you're getting out of the number 44 over there. And then you're looking at uh, a freshman in Kai Gamble, uh, possibly starting on the other side. Um, Kai is really good. He's going to bring s something very similar to what Bo Banner did. He's quick off the ball. His first three steps are really, really good, and he's strong. He can bowl when he needs to. He can stop the run, and he can really get after the passer. So – I'm really excited and at the same time a little frustrated because I have to go against these solid players every single day. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes they make me look kind of dumb. But, you know, we'll be, we'll be really good this year, and I'm glad they're on my team and not on someone else's. All right, that's perfect. And I'm so excited for Central Washington football start. Last season ended as the number seven team in the country. This season going up and up from there. Now let's look around what we got going on today. We're going to look at the NBA Eastern Conferences. You got the Cavs in a Game 7 tonight. That's going to be a crucial one. And then we can preview the other matchups going on. Uh, looking around elsewhere, we're going to look at the NFL Draft. And also right here, the NBA Western Conference Playoffs Series, where we're going to be joined by our senior NBA reporters here, Jordan Riley Payne and Miles King. Guys, how you doing? Jordan, are you having a good Sunday? Oh, yes. I'm having a perfect Sunday. You know, the birds chirping, ate some donuts, you know, woke up early. You didn't bring me any? Nah, man, I forgot. But next time, I got you next Sunday. I'm holding you to that. Miles, how you doing over there? <laughs> Pretty well, Peyton. How about yourself? <laughs> I'm living over here. I mean, good. you still hurting from Portland last week? A mm, little bit, yeah. It's, uh, it's still <laughs> still pretty fresh. Miles comes from the Vancouver area, big-time Trailblazers fan, <laughs> as Will Ortner Will throws a fist in the air. For the one time. Did you guys go to the same high school? Uh, no, uh, we same are league. Rivals, oh, and league. we beat Columbia River, so take that, Miles. Yeah. <laughs> High school rivalries live on forever, guys. Let's jump into this playoff matchup right here. Uh, let's talk about this Utah Houston series because 
A lot of people didn't think Utah's coming out of that OKC series, but you saw what the rookie did, the spider, Donovan Mitchell. Talk about the impact that he could have in this series, or does the spider not have a chance? Is he going to get stepped on by the beard? The Rockets don't play much defense, so I think I'll have plenty of chances to score and contribute to the series. Uh, first of all, let me just say Donovan Mitchell is the rookie of the year. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> we can get into that later. Yeah. Jordan, talk to me about this uh, about this uh, matchup, the Rockets and the Jazz. You know, I'm very excited to see it. My prediction, they're going to go 4-2. and two. I'm, I'm accounting James Harden to become one of the greatest, and I think they're going to overcome a strong, young, defensive team in Utah, but, you know, Utah's mm-hmm. going to put up a good fight. For sure. Look, I got a hot take on this one. I'm taking Utah over Houston to move on to the what? next series. No way. We can get into this all How many you games guys Austin? want. Go ahead. Let me know why Houston's going to win, and I'll tell you exactly why Utah will take this series. You want to know why Houston's going to win? Because they have a guy named Chris Paul and a guy named James Harden, and when you put Capella in there, it's game over. I mean, th- this team is the number one seed in the West for a reason. They got a better record than the Golden State Warriors, which hasn't been done in the last four or five seasons. The Houston Rockets are the best team in the NBA right now. I think they're headed to the NBA Finals. Why, why are the Jazz knocking them out? Look, the thing with the Utah, uh, Utah Jazz is, did you see their series against the Thunder? Not the Thunder. I'm, I, I hope you saw your, yeah. the series against the Thunder. And I A get it. Games, it is yeah. just the Oklahoma City Thunder. But what they did well, they share the ball. They get the ball to Donovan Mitchell. He's a big playmaker in that series, and we saw in Game 7 against Oklahoma City exactly what he can do. If he can keep that up going into this series against Houston, I, I don't like that you guys just give him 0% chance to beat Houston. You know, There's many things this team can do. Um, they're tied for first in the NBA in points allowed per game, and they're under 100 points per, uh, per game allowed in the NBA. So going up against Houston, I know they're a big scoring team, but a good defense in Utah Jazz can take out a good offense like the Houston Rockets. Ricky Rubio is out for 10 days. They don't need him. Are, are you kidding me? They do not need you Ricky Rubio. You saw what he was doing with Triple Russell doubles. Westbrook. Are you kidding me? You know, But what I will say about the Utah Jazz is a big thank you to Quinn Snyder, Mercer Island alumni, if you guys didn't know, and he knocked out the Oklahoma City Thunder. Some Washington repping putting on for the Sonics. I will manage to slip the word Sonics into every show I ever do for the rest of my life. That's a guarantee right here. But right now, guys, the Houston Rockets, there's no way. Jay Crowder, is, is he what's going to stop the Houston Rockets from scoring 145 no, points? No, Peyton, I don't believe so. I don't believe Houston is, or not. sorry, not Houston. Utah is a very good defensive team, but they don't have the perimeter defenders to stop Chris Paul or James Harden in crunch time. The beard stays cooking it up, Austin. I'm sorry. When I said we're going to see if your opinions are valid, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. I do love Donovan Mitchell, and I think that you know he shows signs of Russell Westbrook 2.0, which I that's a whole can of worms right there because I hate Russell Westbrook's efficiency <laughs> because he hurts his team more than he helps them. But Donovan Mitchell, he's, he's an incredibly talented player. But they don't have enough star power to match up with CP3, with James Harden, so on, so on. And they're just a better coach team. You do not need star power. You, they saw it, you saw this in the Thunder series. Thunder ha- also have star power. Now, granted, Carmelo Anthony did not show up for the series. He is still a big-time name. Paul George showed up a little bit earlier in the series, uh, didn't quite show up in Game 7, uh, had a bad game. Russell Westbrook, obviously a big star in the NBA. I would say that the Thunder has more big-name guys Whereas Utah has these guys that are maybe a little bit less known in Donovan Mitchell, Derek Favors, Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, you know, 
Still good players, but not as widely known. And they proved that you don't need big superstar names to win a series. They did it without their biggest player, Ricky Rubio. And Donovan Mitchell stepped up at the right time and gave them the win. Yeah, you know, this was kind of like a David versus Goliath battle, you know. We all saw, well, we, well everyone predicted that, Warrior, I mean, the Thunder were going to win, you know, just because all the talent they had. The Utah Jazz did not really care who they had on the roster. They just went out and played all all they could, you know. They just gave it all they all they can, and their defense showed what they can do, and their offense produced well with a great player like Donovan Mitchell leading the way. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go here, and I'm going to join my teammate. I'm with Austin. We're going Utah. Let's go. I love the Jazz. I love that they play defense. I love Quinn Snyder's coaching abilities. I love Donovan Mitchell. I like Joe Ingles, and I really like Rudy Gobert because they go out there and they play defense. You need hard-nosed, defensive-minded basketball to win in the playoffs, I feel like. I feel like D'Antoni coaches a soft team. I think the Rockets are really good when no one plays defense in the regular season. Mm -hmm. This is the postseason. You have to be able to stop the ball. You have to be able to get some key turnovers when you need it, and I don't think Houston can do it. I think Houston's going to run into the superior team in Utah, and Utah's going to put the league on notice that they are for real. And what's scary, this is a very, very young team, very talented, and I think they might be running the Western Conference after they can get through Golden State. Well, I have to agree with you that the Rockets don't play much defense, um, but I also have to go against you in that Utah is very young, and I do agree with you that they will be running the Western Conference here, but in a couple years. Not this year. This year, it's the Houston Rockets versus the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. James Harden is a human turnstile. He just lets the defense, the <laughs> offensive guys go through as they go to score. <laughs> that dude has never played defense in his life. I just don't see it. I just love the way they play. They play for each other. It's not an individual game. I think when it gets down to crunch time, Harden has some Westbrook-esque moments where it's, I have to do it myself, and that's why I'm going to go with the Jazz. And I'm going to go with y'all tripping because <laughs> the Houston Rockets, they score, dude. And, uh, we brought up the youth of, of Utah and how that's going to play a factor, but playing against the Timberwolves, who are a – a very young team, Cat, Jimmy Butler, the Rockets f- did not score any less than 102 points, it looks like, over those box scores. Come on, you're not going to stop this team from scoring. With that, let's move on to the other series underway in the second round of the Western Conference right now. You got the New Orleans Pelicans facing off against the Golden State Warriors, and there's not much to say about this series. I'm really curious to see if you guys have anything different to say about this series, but... This should be a cakewalk for Golden State, as it showed last night. Golden State took Game 1. Recap, if you missed it, 123-101. to 101, And this is all being done without Steph Curry. Let me mm-hmm. mention that. Guys, talk to me about this series, what you think about it. Is it going to be a, queen, a clean sweep for the Golden State Warriors? Well, I think personally this will be a cakewalk for the Golden State Warriors. And to be honest, Steph Curry, he can honestly sit out, but I think he should go back in, you know, just give him a few more reps to be prepared for the final round coming ahead. But, yes, I think the Golden State Warriors will have a clean sweep versus the New Orleans Pelicans. I don't know that they sweep them. I think uh, I think the Pelicans get one, maybe two at home. I think the Pelicans are tough after that first round, yes, huh? Yes, I think so. And uh, not to, I don't want to discount my, my Blazers at all. Um I watched this game last night, though. It was actually a close game all the way up until about a couple minutes left in the first half. Yeah. It was like, uh, I want to say, a 40-all game with a couple minutes left in the first half. The Warriors got a couple turnovers. 
they go on like a 15-0 run. I forget the numbers exactly, but by the end of the first half, the Warriors are up about 25. Yeah, I saw a 24-2 run over that yeah. stretch. I think it was 15-0 at one point. Mm-hmm. Easy basket for New Orleans. But here's the thing with Golden State is that halftime, the stat that blew me away was you had Kevin Durant at 18 points, you had Klay Thompson at 18 points, and then you had Draymond at 12 Ten rebounds and I believe like eight assists. He ended up with he, a triple double. It was on a the triple. Night. It was almost a triple double at the end of the first half. Right. This team is ridiculous, and this is all done without Steph Curry, which blows me away. They have so much star power. We talked about star power with the Houston Rockets. They have so much star power as you can't guard it all. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's just the simplest way to put it. Austin, looking at this series, are the Pelicans going to be able to take a game? Well, I, I got to agree with Miles in saying that you know we can't take away from the Pelicans. They are a good basketball team. There's a reason that they got through to this round in the first place by sweeping Portland. Um, But not taking anything away from them, there's no way they can take this series, let alone possibly a game. Um, I could see them maybe taking one or two at home, but in the course of the whole series, what's an Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday to a Kevin Durant and a Klay Thompson, especially Mm -hmm. when they perform like they did in game one? And like you just said, going on those runs, I don't think there is enough defense to be able to stop the Warriors Giving up 123 points in the first game, I see this as a recurring trend throughout the whole series. I think the biggest thing for the Pelicans to be able to pull out a win or some wins is playoff Rondo needs to show up. We saw him against Portland. Mm -hmm. We saw the things that he's still capable of, but he needs to be somebody who's on the floor for 40 minutes. He needs to be able to pick up whatever Drew Holiday, uh, Miritich, and and Anthony Davis aren't putting up on the offensive end Mm -hmm. because I was down in game one for the Portland series, and it, it was awesome. Rondo ended up with 14 assists before he even took a shot. Mm. He had zero points, 14 assists, and like six rebounds. And then his first shot was a three ball that splashed, and then he ended up finishing with like eight in the third quarter. But he finished with under 10. That, and if he puts up more pro- productivity, he shoots more, he's more efficient, I think Rajon Rondo is the key point for the Pelicans to be able to get two wins out of the series. Well, what I think is important that a lot of people aren't looking at right now in this Golden State and Pelican series is how little David West and JaVale McGee played down low. They both combined for 19 total minutes, and those are your guys that everyone came in was saying, these guys have to find a way to stop Anthony Davis or else Golden State won't win, and it's going to be the same thing as what happened with the Trailblazers. Well, these guys barely played, and – they relatively held Anthony Davis in check. 21 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double, <laughs> but no nothing fun. crazy. <laughs> he was going out and dropping like 30, 40 points a game on the Blazers. So when I look at that, that just shows you how good Golden State is in that they can let guys like Kevin Durant, uh, Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Sean Livingston go out. You guys go score. We'll take care of the defensive end down low. And that's why I like Golden State, and that's why I think they're going to be going back to the NBA championship. And that right there is going to wrap up all of our talks about the NBA Western Conference right now. If you are itching for more 12.30 p.m. tip-off time, it's what time Utah and Houston will take on Game 1 of the second round. Coming up next, a little later in the show, we're going to talk about the NFL Draft. we got a little baseball to talk about. Seattle Mariners are relevant, and that's a good thing to hear a month into the season. Yes, it is. It's nice that we're not being blown out of the, out of the conference, out of the division. And then coming up next, right after this break, we're going to be talking about the Eastern Conference as we have a Game 7 tips off in about 40 minutes. Don't go anywhere. We're going to preview it right before you go and turn on the TV to check out that Game 7 right here on Sunday Sports Central.